There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Well, well, well. If it isn't our favorite time of the week to shout out our favorite people in the world. In the world! In the whole fucking world. That's our patrons, baby. We fucking love them. Baby! And this week, we're going to shout out this patron so hard so because hard. we just have the one. <laughs> She is a new champion for actors' rights. Oh, hell yeah. Let's hear it <laughs> for, for Isla Riley. Isla! Ooh. 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 <laughs> oh, that's I'm crowd cheering. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. Isla, thank you so much for joining the actors everywhere are rejoicing at your taking up the fight for their rights. <laughs> Thank you, Isla. We love you so much. Thank you for supporting us. We appreciate you. We appreciate all of our patrons. Um, if anyone else is interested in getting in on this sweet, sweet deal, as we like to say, mm -hmm. head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW podcast, where you can check out some different tiers that we have available for supporting us. Um, there are some really cool, fun perks like bingo cards. We also are doing monthly bonus episodes um, that are changing up every month. And we're really enjoying doing those. And we just love hearing from you guys. So head on over. Head on over. And if you don't, that's okay, also, too. Also, it's okay if you don't. We got, we got an episode for you. And here it is. This is Emily. Henley. And Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi everyone, welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I'm too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, <gasps> I missed you guys! She's back! And I like watching scary movies Yay. and telling you guys about it, and boy did I miss doing it. Oh, We missed you, God, we missed you, Sammy. We missed you so, so, so much. We know that you have a really important time-consuming job, but I just want you to know that um, in the future, you really need to prioritize us. <laughs> no, we are angry. Um, the thing is, we do resent you. Um, I'm angry as well. <laughs> I resented having other obligations. I get it. Yeah, we have I what I you. would like to call an unhealthy dynamic. Mm -hmm. where, Super um, toxic. Where yeah, we make Sammy feel really bad for <laughs> no fulfilling balance. her responsibilities. No balance at all. Um, no, that's not true at all. We are, if anything, I would say we're just like your number one fans and so excited for this movie that you're editing. It's going to be so mm. fucking cool. It's really cool. It's, it's really so cool. cool. Yeah. Soon I'll have something to plug, listeners. Mm -hmm. You better buckle up. You better buckle up. <laughs> 
Listeners, you better buckle up. How was everyone's week? Um, well, I just wanted to say, in my absence, Emily took over the editing duties, and I'm so grateful and appreciative and think she did a fucking great job. She did job. such a so good job. Listeners, just know that. Add another skill to Emily's freaking tool belt. Oof. I feel like I'm so bad at saying phrases. Me too. <laughs> it's like those metaphors do not match. No, give, put a skill in my tool belt. Put a skill in my tool belt. Um, I mean, if we're doing this, let's just take a moment to say that for over a year, Sammy has edited every freaking episode we've done. And it's hard, you guys. It's so hard. She does such a good job selflessly. I mean, man. It's a lot. It's a lot. But, um, you know, Emily's running our Patreon. That's a lot. Henley runs our social media. That's a lot. I feel like. And we love podcasts it. Are, there's, there's some work and we freaking like we, we do it. We do it for us and we do it for you. Mm-hmm. We do it for all. <laughs> we do it for everyone. It's for mm-hmm. everyone what we do. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just say my thing really quickly, which is that I went Please. on a spending spree on sweatpants. <laughs> Okay. 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 Um, Yeah. I just had the realization that I'm not going anywhere for the next uh, foreseeable future. So I was like, might as well be comfy and like feel cute and excited about being comfy. (gasps) This is good. Um, I like this. So, yeah, there were some Black Friday sales already happening that I took advantage of. Um, I bought some like cheap sweatpants, also bought some like stupidly expensive sweatpants. Specifically, Mm -hmm. I tried, I bought sweatpants from, please don't, please don't skewer me for this, but I got them from Entire World. Have you guys heard about this brand? No. Oh, it's like a cool new brand by the, um, it's like an indie designer kind of i'm doing a horrible Mm. job describing this but they're big during the pandemic because they their whole like first line was just sweatpants and that was before the pandemic happened oh damn yeah Mm -hmm. and um so i've been hearing about them and listening and finally i was like you know what i'm just gonna buy a pair of these sweatpants and see what the hype is about so i got a pair i'll let you guys know how that goes um that's what was my really exciting thing for this week. I am excited and I'm excited for you. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Emily, what about you? Uh, I had something, but you know how it's just gone. It's gone from my brain. I haven't been doing a lot, you know, as it is. As I it goes. literally talked about buying sweatpants. <laughs> um, I will say, I so I the highlight of my week has been that The Crown season four came mm. out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I have been so I've been I've been watching I'm doing a Mad Men rewatch as I've talked about so I'm I'm deep in in Mad Men rewatch which has been really giving me a lot of um aesthetic inspiration and now I'm watching The Crown and I'm like oh is this my aesthetic inspiration I've been really le- I was leaning into like late sixties early seventies fashion wanting all these like seventies dresses wanting not buying because why um but now I'm like oh do I need to get like every single look that. Diana has ever worn right oh, you're now sure. like looking um, at 80s 80s because like 80s isn't a great fashion time but damn Diana always she looks was, yeah. so good um the crown is so good it is like chilling to watch these episodes with Diana knowing it's like it feels so much more relevant than the crown has ever felt and it's really been an interesting viewing experience and 
Listeners, you know we like accents. Mm -hmm. You know it. <laughs> Listeners, you know it. And I have been really trying to learn Queen the Queen's English. And Sammy, <laughs> give us a little pre give us a little preview of what you've learned. And the only all I've learned <laughs> is the word hippie. <laughs> hippie. hippie. Oh, Philip. 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 <laughs> Our children are so unhippy. <laughs> oh, my God. It's even worse than before. It was really but... good earlier. And unhippy. Unhippy. Oh, you're so unhippy. Philip. <laughs> so, listeners, I encourage you to look up a YouTube tutorial on how to do Queen's English. It's I had a really lot of fun trying, trying to practice. It's really hard. Diana is just, all right. Wait, no. Can anyone do what? Diana? What? Give me oh, a line. Diana? Yeah. Did she just, did, was she just here? <laughs> <laughs> what does she talk about? <laughs> um, also, she's unhappy. <laughs> she, she just, she's just, she's just unhappy all the time. I don't know. What's a good line that she's she has? So, un, so unhappy. So unhappy. <laughs> unhappy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, I love television. Anyways. So mm -hmm. something that made me incredibly happy this week <laughs> so mad. was being able to get back into my <laughs> into the swing of watching some horror movies. Oh baby. What are we watching this week, Sammy? We this week are gonna be talking about Possessor. Came out just this year, just last month. Oh my god. Um written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg. Starring Andrea Riseborough, Christopher Abbott, and Jennifer Jason Lee. Um, one of our, you know, new releases, we'll we'll take them when we can get them. I feel mm -hmm. like they're few and far between. There were, you know, a lot of great horror films slated for this year. Candyman, the next conjuring movie, Saint Maud. I don't know where that that has had some screenings, but Quiet Place I don't two. think it's available. Quiet Place Two. Um, but we had posted about Possessor when the first trailer came out because I was feeling really pumped about it. The trailer's pretty nuts, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, you, uh, I, we did a poll: should we do this movie when it comes out? You guys said yes, and we also did a poll: will Sean Bean survive this movie? You guys said no, and we're gonna find out. <gasps> She's not gonna reveal it yet. She's gonna make us wait. Not yet. Not yet. While you're waiting on the edge of your seat to find out the fate of poor sweet Sean Bean, why not take the edge off with a cocktail? This week, we are making a butterfly cocktail. I know what you're thinking. Butterflies are nice. Is this an omen? That this is just a pleasant, lighthearted film where nothing bad ever happens? Or is this a movie where the butterfly signifies something much much darker. <laughs> Only time will tell. To make a butterfly cocktail, you will need eight green grapes, three basil leaves, three mint leaves, one and a half ounces of vodka, a quarter ounce of Saint Germain, and a quarter ounce of lemon juice. You will muddle the grapes in the base of your cocktail shaker, add the other ingredients with ice and shake, and then fine strain into a martini glass and garnish with a lemon zest twist. Cheers. Any trivia? You know, it's very well reviewed, it appears. It's good. I enjoyed it. I think it's visually stunning. 
The performances are fantastic. Christopher Abbott and Andrea Riseborough. Andrea Riseborough is the titular Mandy from our very mm. favorite film, Mandy. From mm-hmm. Mandy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My very favorite film. And they're both so fucking good in it. I mean, actually, mainly Christopher Abbott because he has he's. We'll get into it, but he's doing some some impressive stuff. So his name is Christopher Abbott, and when you say it fast, it sounds like Christopher Abbott. It's really true. I know. Pretty cute. Pretty cute. (laughs) Not a ton of trivia about it, but um, Brandon Cronenberg is the son of David Cronenberg, who is like a horror Mm -hmm. master, big on body horror. He did The Fly and Ah. um, is always kind of, you know, doing gross body stuff. We haven't done a David Cronenberg yet. No, we have not. I feel like we should do The Fly at some point. Yeah. We should do The Fly. Um, I'm also, I really want to do Videodrome. I've never seen it. And I've heard that that's the one that Evan, our guest on the Event Horizon episodes, suggested because he he likes movies that make you feel like feel like shit no yeah i will never forget him i will never forget him saying that that he loves movies that make him feel like an absolute piece of shit afterwards like just full of Mm -hmm. despair Mm -hmm. just hopeless Mm -hmm. and full of despair this movie it doesn't go quite that far i feel like i didn't feel too bad after this one okay but it is interesting what do you guys think about having a famous parent and then doing exactly what they do you're like uh i mean i would do it if i could (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting because it's like on the one hand take the access point right but Mm -hmm. but like but then you don't necessarily have to he like this you know he could just be a different yeah he could he could be a director and do a totally different genre but it's it's also interesting because it's like i'm sure that that was his dad's like vibe and and like and like right. really ingrained in him from a young age so maybe it's just yeah, you know totally. genuinely what interests him now and how his brain works because of that and so like yeah do it i can imagine being raised on horror films i was not but then yeah that would be what you love and wanted to do and you would have a prime example of someone that does it well and you would just have to make sure you're going into it not with the expectation of like I'm going to overshadow my parent and <laughs> right. like take right. over their I'm legacy. Put my dad to shame. Right, right. Because if you're doing that, then you're kind of Fuck not setting dad. yourself up for success necessarily. But it is, I think, stressful to know that there's going to be every, like every film you make will be compared to your dad's films. One hundred percent. Weird place to be. Yeah. In. I I wonder if they have a good and healthy relationship. I wonder. I wonder. The Cronenbergs. What that? What's that Thanksgiving like? What's that Thanksgiving like? <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> um. But so, uh, speaking of the, you know, body horror, the special effects in this film were all done mostly done practically, trying to lo- use as little VFX as possible. We know from previous movies or. In general, people know that that's always the way to go. It mm-hmm. always is much better, looks much better, feels more real because it is. And another thing that I'll say before we get into it is that Possessor was like 
really marketed as possessor uncut. That's like all the posters have been possessor uncut, like not modified from its original version, which is something that as an audience, I kind of I don't really care. You know, yeah, like what's the deal? Like, <laughs> what does it mean? Because you did make you did cut the movie and right. you are showing me the version that you're showing me. Right. So it's just the movie. Right. Yes. Well, it, do- like, it all doesn't mean anything. This? It doesn't mean anything if you haven't seen another version already. Well, so that's the thing is that there actually is another version. And so I was like Possessor Uncut, a.k.a. Possessor, same thing. Just a weird thing that they decided to lean into. But there actually are two. And the and the uncut is like a director's cut. And See, it's interesting. They only say, they say director's cut in any in like a lot of genres. The only ones yeah. they say uncut is when it's like a sex comedy or right, a right. horror movie. Right. Where it's like right, then right. it's not the director's cut. It's uncut. It's <laughs> rated X, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, which goes to show you the amount of respect given to sex comedies. I want more respect. <laughs> I want more respect for sex comedies. <laughs> like Henley's favorite movie, Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yes. Is that a sex comedy? I guess kind of it There's is. There's full frontal male nudity on its comedy. Oh, maybe that's why it's my favorite movie. It is. That is some really funny then, full hey, frontal. you're going to like this one. <gasps> oh my same god same kind of movie same kind of movie I'm exactly hooked. the same this is <laughs> might as well be forgetting sarah marshall too oh my god i can't wait <laughs> um i think that is all i have to say so should we watch the trailer yeah Let's are we gonna it. really hate it Let's no, watch this, trailer. Is te- this is a teaser so <gasps> thank god i love but a it teaser. Is red it's band. red though yeah, it's red, red. Is red. Oh, oh, what does that mean? It means uncut. No! No! Red band. I've never even seen that. I never watched movies where that would be a thing. I would never do this Mm. if I didn't love you guys so much. (laughs) (laughs) Interface is active and we're at full power. levels this time. You just make sure you pull the trigger on the way out. After initial binding, you'll be locked in with no loss of control permitted during this performance. We can't afford any mistakes on this one. Ready? Starts out oh like it's just maybe a thriller and really ramps up. I I gotta say I I am excited. To, I'm very intrigued. That teaser it it teased it it teased it for me. It teased you. You're you're wanting but more. I'm wanting more. I'm also not wanting more, but I am <laughs> wanting more. And um, 
that woman, what's the actor who plays Mandy and, and also this woman? Andrea Riseborough. She's also What a fascinating face. She's mm-hmm. so she's so good. Uh, mm. She was also in Bird Birdman, I feel like, is the first mm-hmm. her first like big thing she was in. Um, she looks great. like a woman from like a Renaissance portrait or something. Yes. Like mm-hmm. her face looks like it's from just a different time. Yes. I that's a very good way to put it. Also, this actor, Christopher Rabbit, <laughs> um, is beautiful. My he's, goodness. He's, he's from so Girls. I mean, remember him in Girls? That's who he's fucking from. Yes. 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 And God, I remember there is male stars emerging from girls. Mm-hmm. There was all that controversy with him because he like disagreed with his character arc with Lena Dunham. So he quit the show. Oh, um, and yeah. look at him now. And now look at him. Star possessor. No. OK, so here's why I'm <laughs> excited about this movie is because it looks like it's one that doesn't deal in the normal horror tropes. So it feels like it's going to be a surprising film. Right. That trailer reminded me, like, just like vibe wise of like 2001 a Space Odyssey, mm, like right. the intense colors and like distorted. I don't know. Like, that's how it made me feel. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's um, I will. It, it, it's sci fi heavy for sure, um, which makes it a little less like there were moments where I was like, oh, could Emily and Henley handle this movie? And then it starts getting into the kind of more body horror. There's a lot of blood. There were some moments <laughs> no. in the trailer that I couldn't even and, and it was, was like, not oh, even yeah, showing. No. But no, 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 no blood, no blood. <laughs> oh, Sammy, tell us about it. All right. Let's get freaking oh, into it. Oh, she's back. Oh, she's back. <laughs> what a great day. What a great day. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. 
One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so we start on a shot we saw in the trailer. It is a woman's scalp, and she's feeling around and finds a spot near the back of her scalp and pulls this kind of like needle thing that's attached to this kind of dial and puts the needle in through the scalp. It like spurts out some blood and then goes to the dial and she starts turning the dial and she at first is smiling. And it's kind of this like um, ear ringing sound, like there's some sort of like electricity or something coming from turning this dial. We don't know. She turns it at first. She's smiling. Then she starts like, really crying and her Ugh. face is just going through all these different expressions and then she turns it off unplugs it puts it away and um she she we she comes out she's like she was in a bathroom she walks out we see she's in like, some sort of like a hotel now she's in the lobby she's dressed in a blue dress and another girl in a blue dress comes out we see that they're like uh, hostesses or servers or something at this hotel and the other girl is like come on what do you do like we're late hurry up they get in the elevator they go upstairs and get to kind of like the top kind of vip level there's some fancy party happening looks like there's like ceos and shit everyone looks rich and there she as she walks in she strokes a big knife on the table uh, okay <laughs> stroking the knife can i ask a quick question yep. i'm so sorry wait so the, the the machine in the beginning is that is so or do we have the impression that she's like controlling her emotions by using this or like trying to get herself to feel a certain way at this is point like, we, that i don't happening? think we have any idea we, don't, we have no idea okay all right mm -hmm. okay okay fair enough um so uh, it, it, upstairs in this like vip party there's a man kind of like a, a rich a rich man who's talking to a big group of rich looking like lawyer people or whatever something and she walks up stabs him in the throat with the knife that she picked up and it is it's not shying away from any of these shots sometimes in horror movies it's like you know that they're happening but you don't see them this is like full frame <gasps> knife going into throat blood spurting out everywhere and Ew. then she continues. The one thing I hate worse than a throat slit is a throat stab. You Ew. don't have to get a throat stab, and that's Ugh. bad. I don't like either. It's bad. And she proceeds to stab him many, many times. She is making a pin cushion out of this man. She stabs him in the in the belly, in the chest, over oh. and over and over, like maybe 50 times. Like she's going to town there is so much blood 
um, everyone screams and runs out, runs out of the room. And she is just straight faced. She puts her hand in the puddle of blood and kind of, and then pulls it up to her face, her bloody hand and kind of rubs the blood in between her fingers. And then she says, pull me out. And we hear it does this like voice effect throughout mm. where it's two voices. So it's like this person's voice and whoever's inside her speaking at the same time. So we hear like, pull me out. It, so- it sounds warped, kind of like in Mandy, to be honest. And mm. um, then she pulls a gun out of her purse and puts it in her mouth and tries to pull the trigger. And it's this like moment of. Uh, you can't tell like what's happening if like someone's fighting back, what's going on. She can't seem to pull the trigger and so she's struggling and can't do it. And then a bunch of cops run in and she pulls the gun on them and they all shoot her a bunch of times and she drops dead and then wakes up as Andrea Riseborough in this kind of hospital looking future futuristic hospital looking room and we are to understand that she had been inhabiting this body through some sort of future tech oh my god that's not okay it's not that's definitely not okay that's not allowed i feel like we're probably right around the corner from that kind of shit being available to us to use though (laughs) no oh no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, her name is uh, Tasia or Tasa, Tasa Voss. I'm going to call her Voss, and I'll probably call her Andrea Riseborough a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fair. so, so she is pulled out by um, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, whose name is Gerder. Um, Gerder seems to be running the operation. Um, she's kind of in charge, kind of like her role in Annihilation. I love Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee in Good Time. Oh mm-hmm. my God, she has mm. had some fantastic performances. I love her. Um, but so Voss wakes up and gets pulled out, and they go to kind of run a test that is kind of like like a calibration to make sure none of the person she was inhabiting has like carried over in her in her brain. Uh, like you do like a brain meld thing and so you can like get lost in a person. And mm. so basically this test is Gerder showing Voss objects from her childhood or and some not from her childhood. And she has to like identify which ones she remembers. There's like a pipe. She was like, this is my grandfather's tobacco pipe. There's a little uh, like butterfly um, mounted butterfly. It's a, a Riker mount. I just learned the term. Um, mm. It's uh, a butterfly. And she says, this is a butterfly I caught and killed when I was a kid. I felt guilty and I wanted to keep it. And Gerder says, good, good. Okay. Um, and, and I think there's like a, a test one that she's like, this I've never seen before. Gerder's like, good, great. So the test is everything's fine. She and it will be forever forever. <laughs> for the rest it's of never going to go awry. It's mm-hmm. never going to go awry. But then sure. at the end of the test, Gerder says, do you need a break? And Voss says, yes, Michael. I told Michael I would take some time off. And Gerder says, Michael, 
you and Michael are broken up. And for a moment, we're like, "Uh uh-oh, is she like, is her brain remembering a different time? And then it like ends up, she's like, no, actually, we've been back together. And it's not a, not a trip. (laughs) Here's the thing I love about movies. It's so fun to know in your retelling and in watching, I'm sure like, this is going to come back and you're not mad about it. You're like, I can't wait. To see how this comes back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You can like know it's going to happen, but still be so excited for mm-hmm. it. We love patterns. Our brains yeah, exactly. love patterns. Exactly. We like to search for a pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gerter seems annoyed that she's back with Michael and is like, well, like our next contract is a big one. And Voss is like, yeah, no, I'm going to I'm going to be there for that. Like, don't worry. And she's like, okay, good. Like, I can't lose my star performer at this, like, it, right now. Like, this, we got a big, big job coming up. So they're like body snatching hitmen? Yes. Exactly. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like, um, oh, what's it called? Inception. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, a yeah. lot of the yeah. reviews I had read were like Inception meets like Looper. There's like, mm. yeah. Um, but I like movies like this that there's like no explanation or backstory really ever. And I always mm-hmm. think yeah, that's like, kind this of is fun. the world we're in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it does yeah. a good job just dropping you in here, not telling you a lot, but you sl- you slowly start to understand what's happening. And I like it. Um, so Voss leaves to go home. She is standing outside of her house rehearsing lines to say to her family which i thought was very unsettling she's like mm. oh yeah she's kind of standing there like yeah it was a, it was a long day yeah yeah i'm 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 famished i'm starving i'm 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 really hungry oh i'm so hungry it's really weird and creepy and um we just get the feeling with her that like her her brain isn't doing well and she's like right. Aha. Uh-huh. She's breaking down a little bit. Uh yeah, like, like she's a little like lost, a little like glassy-eyed. This is and maybe taking a, more of a yes. toll on her than she's admitting. Yes, I think it is taking a toll on her. And so she's rehearsing normal conversation to have with her family. And this is as we learned her her ex, but the father of her child. So she she goes in and he says something like, oh, we made dinner. And she, like, uses her rehearsed line, like, oh, I'm absolutely starving. And um, she goes inside and he asks, like, how was your work trip? She's like, oh, super boring. <laughs> Nothing to talk about. And she has a son. Um, I can't remember his name. Oh, Ira. And she is she's she's weird and kind of uh, aloof and distant for sure we see that her job is very taxing (laughs) and she's very weird with her family. But that night her and her ex, I mean, they're, they're seeming like they're trying to like make it work again. Um, they have sex and she has like a flash memory of the close up of the knife going into the neck. Like she's reliving the moment of stabbing Mm -hmm. someone in the neck while she's like having sex with Michael is the I said that right Michael and um mm-hmm. and then as she's visualizing this she bites him like hard on the neck 
So we're Ooh. like getting a hint that maybe she likes killing people. Maybe she likes mm. this violent lifestyle. And also that she had a gun in her purse and instead chose to murder this person with a knife and stabbed them 50, Multiple 50 times. times. Mm-hmm. We, are, we, we get the impression she didn't have to do that. She could have shot him. Right. The job was just to yes. kill this person, and she really went for yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So she is bloodthirsty. And does Michael like know what she does? No. Because if he wants... No. Because he, no, no. he just wants her to work less? Um, yeah. Because didn't she say Michael wants me to, yes. to take yeah, a break? because she, she like... Okay. Sh- he just thinks she's overworked. He thinks she's like, quote unquote, traveling for work. Um, we'll see in this next thing she does. She ha- She leaves for a while. She has to inhabit these people for a while. It's not like you drop in oh, for an hour. It's not just in the moment. Right. I see. Okay. Um, but her husband is played by Rossif Ro- Sutherland. Rossif Sutherland, and he was so good. I've never seen him in anything. But wait, whose husband? Uh, uh, Voss is this like ex ex husband or uh, Michael? So Michael is played by yes. this guy. And I just thought, oh, 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 okay. I thought he was sorry. I thought yes. he was very good. Um. She gets a, a call from Gerder again, asking, like, are you ready? And she says, yeah, I'm ready. Let's let's I'm ready to go back in, goes into to the office. And um, Gerder says something to her like, you know, this makes me nervous. You have this connection. She, she says, like, I see a thread going from your head to this life and all it takes is one thread to make you lose control. Wait, from what life to the Her family? The woman. So life? I think what oh, what she's oh, trying to, to say Michael. is like. I see. Oh, she says something like, "You are you have such a special disposition that we've spent so long crafting, and like your ties to other people make you basically like worse at your job. Like the the more of a blank mm. slate you are." The more easily you can inhabit people, I think, is the is the idea behind this. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And so we get the like rundown on the next target, next job. It's a man named Colin Tate. He is engaged to um, this woman Ava, who is a daughter of a CEO of some I don't know future te- futuristic tech company. And this hit has been ordered by his son um reed so okay so colin is engaged to the daughter of the ceo the the hit is for the ceo we want to kill the ceo who is sean bean oh no okay okay (laughs) (laughs) not looking good (laughs) and reed sean bean's son is the person who has hired them to do this because if his dad dies he inherits everything and and his payment will be Many shares of stock in this company. Wow. Capitalism, baby. Money. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Mm-hmm. It's very bad. It's bad. Um, and so Voss asks, okay, what's the story? And Gerder says, so basically this family is super, super rich. Colin is not. And he has been kind of... He's been given a job, like the lowest level job at this company, like basically working in like the factory level of it. He's like 
the cousin Greg of this situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so the storyline that they are creating is that he grows resentful, has a big fight mm-hmm. with the dad, snaps and kills him. So they, they're trying to craft these things around each of these hits so that they're, Make them they're plausible. plausible and that no further questions are asked. So once, but part of it is that they have to kill themselves at the end. Like that's how you get out of mm-hmm. their body is that body has to die, I guess. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Oh, so when she was trying to shoot herself, it was the real woman trying to stop That's what it. I thought. And it might, yes, it's never fully explained, but yes, it is this kind of like battle of consciences, 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 <laughs> consciousness, and- consciousness, <laughs> consciousnesses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a battle of consciousnesses. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> consciousnesses. So, so yeah, we're, we're not fully sure why she wasn't able to, but so now she she's getting ready to go into Colin, who is Christopher Rabbit. <laughs> Christopher, Christopher Rabbit. And okay, so Colin is Christopher mm-hmm, Rabbit. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. He is smoking hot. <laughs> smoking mm-hmm. hot. She is spying on him and again rehearsing lines. She has like a, a mic in his apartment or something, and she's spying on his apartment and watching him speak to his girlfriend, or excuse me, fiance, Ava. And she's just repeating everything he says to herself. She's British, by the way. He is not. And so she's like repeating his words in an American accent, essentially perfecting her performance of him. Mm-hmm. Um, then she meets back with Gerder again. They have to go into this like little machine thing for her to fully be able to um, inhabit his body. We get... A little bit of explanation-ish where Gerder says the implant needs to be calibrated every day. It'll dissolve after five days. Basically, you have five days to complete this job um, any longer than that. And it'll be harder for you to, like, pull yourself out. It, like, get you'll start getting lost, basically, in mm. his mind. That is really a freaky thing to right? think about. It's very, It's really similar... I've never really thought about it before, but it's in a way similar. It's like an existential fear, like of be like flying out into the universe mm-hmm. feeling as the same as like getting lost in someone else's consciousness is like similarly. Absolutely. It's terrifying. very scary. Yeah. Um. So we see that he gets kidnapped. Colin gets kidnapped and basically hooked up in a little hospital-ish, future hospital bed next to her. So and there's... You hate to see it. A real close-up shot of his skull being drilled open in like an apostle-style oh, skull, blood no pouring thanks. out of his skull. Um, no. And they're basically implanting like a chip type thing in, in the top of his skull. Um, And then they do, you know, all systems go, press the little buttons, and the, the like body swap sequence or like consciousness swap sequence is really fucking cool i don't know how to describe it this is the stuff that's all like practical effects basically it looks like both of their skins melt they basically both melt and then are like reverse melted back into each other i think what this is happening like in their minds like their bodies are not actually swapping like this is all like in their heads um 
where they're she's basically becoming him but it looks really fucking cool like so does that mean that his brain is like in her body while her i don't think so i think okay i think he is still they're both in i think they're both in him and she just has control so he's like subdued in a way that she can control his body yeah 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 oh terrifying awful thanks imperious curse if you will Mm -hmm. yes exactly Always got to tether it to Harry Potter to <laughs> no, understand. We, so time, many Harry Potter references. Every time. We got to. And so she they she wakes up as Colin in bed next to Ava, his fiance. And this is why Christopher Abbott's performance is like the more memorable because he is acting as if he is both of them at times. Wow. And Oh, that's cool. You know, as we get into it, there's more of a like battle between which one. It, he his performance is fantastic. Um, so he wakes up and he seems pretty Andrea Risebrough. He's like, but looks a little like nervous and trying to keep his cool. Like she's very almost robotic in just her regular performance of like, you know, trying to not feel normal human emotions. She's got a job to do, and he's channeling that a bit. He wakes up. He goes into the bathroom and pulls down his pants and feels his penis, which I feel like you might. It's I mean, yeah, it's like you would. You might. No, you would. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> why you might. <laughs> yeah, you would. Right. I you would. definitely you got to check that. You got to check that out. First oh, thing. I, I immediately immediately. I think she's getting the lay of the land of this new body yeah. she's in. You know, she's like trying to figure out what the dealio is. But, and, but we, we we see his penis. This is the full frontal moment. Oh, we see it. We actually see it. Mm-hmm, OK, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also like, again, imagine Christopher Abbott, the actor, like having mm-hmm. to touch his penis. Now, imagine you've never seen your penis. Your penis. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like and he does a great That's job. Great. Anyways. He does a great job touching his own penis as if he's never seen it before. <laughs> Talk about Oscar worthy. Honestly, he does a great job touching I his own penis. <laughs> Honestly, I think this performance is Oscar worthy. Not just for the touching the penis, but for what's to come. Um, so then his girlfriend wakes up, which is, I think, the more unsettling thing of having to now pretend to be someone else to someone who knows them very well mm-hmm. and so she wakes up she's making coffee he he goes behind her and like wraps his arms around her kisses her neck she's like oh you're in a really good mood so like immediately it's like not totally right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which i feel yeah. like i would be so stressed imagine trying to have to pretend to be someone else oh my god stressful no Oof. I feel like you wouldn't make bold moves like that, though. That seems like a a bold one. She has she has been watching them, so I feel like right. He just something about it wasn't quite right. Do this, but anyways, yeah, she didn't do it quite right, and they're having what I think is a pretty normal conversation. I can't remember what they're talking about, but again, Ava is just like, "What is with you today?" And he goes, "What do you mean?" And reaches his hand out to like hold her hand in a way that's like really unsettling and weird and like obviously acting as if you're somewhere else. But I mean, at the same time, 
I don't think you would ever assume like, oh, someone is controlling my fiance's brain. <laughs> no. Probably not your first thought. No. So she's just kind of like, hmm, you're, you're being weird, whatever. My first thought in real life would be, oh, he hates me. <laughs> <laughs> my fiance that I know and love woke up today and decided he hates me. <laughs> and then he sees something floating in his field of vision. Which is very bizarre. It's like a spinning white glob that he notices, turns to go to pinch it, looks at it, and it's gone. It's an art, mm. some sort of artifact in his field of vision. So something is kind of glitching. Something's up already. Glitching ish. And then he has to go to work uh, at a job he has never done before. <laughs> Uh, walks in and it's kind of this like factory floor, all kind of this future, almost like steampunk looking. It's all these people in these goggles and um, immediately someone comes up to him, kind of tackles him and is like, Colin, Colin, I did it. Like, I, I, I did it. Can you believe it? I did it. And quickly he's like, you did it. <laughs> you, you see like a moment of him like calculating, like, what do I say? <laughs> and then um, we find out that this man's name is Eddie. It's one of his, it's a, a clearly his like friend that's his coworker. And um, he's just talking about how he had flirted with a girl or something like that. And it's just a fun scene of him kind of having to like pretend to know anything about this man, which he does not. Um, then he goes to sit down to work and i think this is one of the creepiest parts of the movie he puts on a headset it's in a row of people with all these kind of vr steampunk looking headsets and it's flashing through people's webcams in their homes and identifying items that are in there so he's he's basically <gasps> flashing room to room identifying the cur like color of curtains that they have so they're gathering data by just looking through people's webcams Oh, creepy. And there's like a part where a couple is having sex and he gets like tripped up and just watches for a while. And then like a voice chimes in in his headset and is like, Colin, what's going on? Like you're going at a snail's pace. He's like, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, sheer curtains. No, no panel. I don't know. Something like something. What? It's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> the oh. thing that's the thing that's even creepier about it is that like in, in real life you wouldn't even have humans doing that it would just be ai it would just be some kind of like right. robot feature yeah Ugh, ugh. i hate it i hate the future i hate that we live in the future you guys we live in it. <laughs> it's scary um and while he has the headset on something happens some sort of like seizure there's like a ringing in his ears. He stumbles back. He gets the headset off and he runs to the bathroom and has like a full seizure, blacks out, wakes back up to Girder talking to him through the chip in the head, I guess. They just are able to talk to each other without any phone or anything. And um, says, uh, Girder is like, what happened? Your levels spiked, like something went crazy. And he's like, I'm fine. Like, no, everything's fine. Nothing happened. Doesn't want to, I guess, reveal that anything is wrong. Mm. Not sure why. Because she loves her job and she doesn't want to. She wants to kill someone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, has, yeah. she wants to be perfect at her job. Mm -hmm. 
And she's like, all right, good, because we can't we can't afford mistakes on this one. Um, so then he that night goes back to his house and him and his fiance are having a little party, a little gathering with their friends. They're doing coke. They're getting drunk. And he goes to the bathroom and one of the other girls in the house or at the party comes in and is like flirt, like flirt, like they're having an affair. She's like, oh, Ooh, like we get a moment together finally and gives the impression that they've done this before. Um mm-hmm. Colin kind of rolls with it for a second, but then they go back outside, rejoin the party. He's, you know, not getting too preoccupied on it. Who cares? He's about to kill someone and kill himself. And be dead, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after everyone leaves that night, his girlfriend or fiance gets into bed with him and he's being super weird because he's Andrea Riseborough. <laughs> <laughs> and she is like, what is going on with you? And he says, I swear on my life, I'm totally fine. And she's like, that is such a weird thing to say. She starts like crying, but she's also like, I'm coming down. I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, I feel weird and I feel like you don't let me in enough. And then they have sex. It's very sexy sex. And it's also like Andrea Riseborough having this sex. So it's like an interesting scene. Um, and something yeah. that is in the uncut version so only apparently the cut version is on amazon it's the one i watched but in the uncut version there's kind of these like visual things happening every once in a while where we'll get we'll get flashes of andrea riseborough like as him like we'll see like him in his apartment and it'll like flash to being andrea rise like we're just getting a moment of like just like remember who this is remember yeah what's happening. yeah that kind of thing and then there's also times where it's clearly like in their heads both of them are just kind of there, kind of faded over each other type of mm. thing cool and so apparently in the uncut version of this scene we see andrea riseborough with an erection a male penis on her interesting <laughs> cool so She's enjoying having that penis. She's enjoying having the penis. She's enjoying this mm-hmm. sex. You know, you could say she's losing herself a l- at least momentarily in this body. Yeah, yeah. That does seem to be what's happening, isn't it? Retro. But, okay, so the next morning, he wakes up. He checks in with Gerder through his brain chip. <laughs> and she says, like, you need to recalibrate. And then we see he goes into the bathroom with the little needle and dial that we saw from the very first scene and sticks it into top of his head, turns the dial, and starts by smiling, then crying and going through all these emotions again. So I get, I mean, this is the closest we get to an explanation. I guess the, re- the, the dial thing is the recalibration in mm-hmm. which it's like syncing up your control of like facial expressions and and emotions so it's just running through all these emotions and cool it's really cool and i feel like again a fun thing for an actor the woman in the beginning also like did a great 
job because what a fun thing to have to just like staring into a mirror mm-hmm. just run yeah through that's emotions. very cool yeah it's spooky it's it is it's like unsettling and cool um but so that night there is a a big party at the father's mansion sean bean's mansion this is where it's gonna happen um and the plan is for colin to get a little drunk get in a fight with the dad get kicked out of the party Mm-hmm. And then return late that night and mm. kill him and okay. then kill himself. Pretty and good plan. This will be a plausible thing because he's clearly unhappy with his job and he's like being kind of made a fool of by his soon to be, you know, father-in-law. So, so he, he, he does. He at first, well, he comes in and the dad is like a dick to him right away. The daughter is like, I'm sorry, like, let's go say hi to my dad. Like, this is going to be shitty, but let's just do it. They go and um, immediately he says something like to one of his friends. The dad says something to one of his friends like, oh, yeah, my son's fiance. Like, I gave him a job like I think wouldn't wouldn't be too complicated for him. Like, are you able to mm. to enact your job? Is it too hard for you? Like some just like emasculating him. Not condescending, but yeah, condescending and just being an asshole. Yeah. And so then Colin proceeds to like act like he's getting very drunk and kind of starts like stumbling around, kind of stumbles into um, Ava and is like, you want another drink? Like, I'm going to get another drink. And she's like looking concerned, like, no. And he gets another drink and then he goes up shoves sean bean and like you can't you can't stomp on me like i'm i'm a giant i'm a giant (laughs) like shoves him causes a scene gets kicked out just like the plan it all is going smoothly the daughter is looking really upset um she stays and he gets kicked out and basically like wanders the streets for a while like biding Mm -hmm. his time and he comes back after the party has winded down. This is a, a big, huge mansion, big, big house. And um, basically comes back in and it's just Sean Bean and Ava at a table drinking whiskey. And mm-hmm. like they're clearly both really drunk and like unhappy with the way that the night unfolded, kind of drinking like, oh, like fuck him whatever blah 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 just and she's like well I gotta, I gotta go to bed i can't go home tonight i'm gonna sleep here and he's like your room's waiting for you you can sleep here anytime like a little <laughs> drunk father-daughter hmm. moment i guess um colin strolls in quietly waits mm-hmm. for ava to leave the room and we see him grab a fire poker Oh no! Oh God! Oh no! Again, he has a gun. He sits down. Could use that. <laughs> Could use a gun. He sits down at the table with Sean Bean, who is again very drunk, and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing back here? Get out of my house!" And um, Christopher Abbott sets the gun on the table and menacingly 
And Sean Bean's kind of like, fuck out of here. Like, get out. I'm going to call the cops. And um, he starts to walk away. He gets up to start to walk away. And Colin whips out that fire poker, smacks him so many times. It's very violent, very brutal. Um, There's like blood splatter happening. And um, Sean Bean is like trying to crawl away. Obviously can't. And then like turns to lay on his back. No. And Colin takes the fire poker as a like sword thing now and plunges it into his mouth to like the no! back of his throat. <sighs> and it's very all shown on camera. <laughs> nothing no! nothing is left to the imagination. It is showing it. It doesn't go quite like through his skull, so it's just like stabbing the back of his throat. Ew, and he's like God. gurgling on it and like choking. And as, I hate this. And we, I mean, Colin's face is looking like he doesn't hate this. <laughs> yeah. And as this is happening, the commotion it has caused, Ava strolls back in. What's going oh. on? She, she sees and starts like hyperventilating basically and then turns to run out. Colin grabs the gun, shoots her in the back. She mm. falls down. And is crawling and in the uncut version, (laughs) we see, or apparently we see Colin gouge out um, Sean Bean's eyeball as well. Um, Is not in the version I saw. But so after he feels he's sufficiently taken care of Sean Bean, he walks over to the room. Sean Bean dead? We don't know. It looks certainly like it. Mm. Um, but we he follows Ava to the other room and we see her kind of leaning on one of the tables that had been set up for guests. She's been shot, I think, twice in the back, actually, and slumps onto the table. It falls over. It's a glass table. It shatters. She's now crawling oh through broken glass. <gasps> no. <Ugh>. Gratuitous. <laughs> and... He like slowly walks up next to her and pulls the gun and um shoots her in the head and she's dead. Um and then he says pull me out in that little double double voice and again tries to shoot himself in the mouth and can't. And the hand, it's like, he's like struggling with his hand, can't pull the trigger. And then something happens where it kind of seems like the Colin person, the Colin consciousness, like takes control for a second or something. I don't know. Something happens. He grabs a piece of the broken glass, a shard of the broken glass and like stabs it into the top of his head. So I guess we don't know yet. Is this this um, Voss's way of killing, mm-hmm. or is this Colin? Now we're not sure. But he stabs mm-hmm. himself in the top of the head. Cut to black, and we see, or we cut to, and uh, Voss like vomiting up blood in the hospital bed, like a lot of blood. 
and everyone kind of freaking out like what the fuck's going on what's going on why can't you pull her out um and girder says like it looks like she was unable to keep control and like there's nothing we can do like she has to find her way back like we can't pull her back and it's like um the longer she's in there the more risk of like permanent brain damage like she needs to find her way back oh my god really soon oh my god scary Mm. um and then we see colin in the bathroom with his shard of glass still and he has cut out the chip that was put into his skull oh my god and so he pulls that out and is like soaked in blood from killing these people he's covered in blood and just strolls out into the streets and obviously can't go home because i think i mean i guess he could but i was like i was wondering like what would the game plan be here of like wait is it colin right now well, or is to- it we're Andrea? not totally sure i think it is a, a, sure. bat- okay. a battle for control i think it's it's kind of both okay. of them but either way like soon he will be wanted for murder mm-hmm. and so where can he go to hide out and probably not his house because that's where they'll look first and so mm-hmm. he goes to the other girl's house from the party that he had like been having an affair with which i think is a weird choice also but yeah. <laughs> but i guess okay sure why not um and he walks in and is like totally freaking out and being kind of frantic and says, I did it. I did it. I did it because I love you. I did it because I want to be with you. And so it's unclear if this is like Vaz trying to come up with another. Yeah. Something out. like that. Um, and the girl's like, you're not making any sense. Like, um, just relax, calm down, calm down. Like, it's okay. Like, you need some rest. Um, just get some sleep. Like, I'm going to take a shower. And she goes into the shower and <laughs> Colin pulls out his gun. What? And walks into the bathroom. We see he's pointing the gun at her back. And she turns around and is like, Colin? And we see her like register him pointing a gun at her. And then it cuts to Andrea Riseboro <laughs> in back in like the lab. She's still like not responsive. And then it cuts back back to like a little bit later to Colin sitting on the couch in the same girl's house, like watching TV and on the news. Um, we hear we find out that Sean Bean has survived. Oh, oh yeah, God. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Just use should have just used the gun. <laughs> yeah, at least once you were done with the poker, right? Ew, have your, ew, have ew. your fun, and then have your fun, and then finish it off with a gun. <gasps> oh my God, that's awful. <laughs> and then there's a knock on the door of her mm. apartment, and. Um, Colin goes to answer it, which is crazy. <laughs> Don't do that. And says, "Who is it?" And the per- it's it's Eddie, the coworker. And Eddie is like, "It's it's me. Like, 
are you okay? Like, I, I heard you, like, need help. Like, I'm here to help you or something like that. Comes in. He, he opens the door for him, which I think is very dumb. But he does. And Eddie's kind of, like, being a little frantic. Like, oh, my God. Like, like someone told me that, you like, you needed help. And, like, can you get me a drink, man? My nerves are fried. And, and um, Colin turns around to go get him a drink. And Eddie, like, shoots him in the back. With like a tasery thing, I think. Oh, okay. And then um, uh, Colin wakes up, you know, moments later, kind of strapped to a bed. And we find out that Eddie is, uh, he's like, I'm a plant, like Girder sent me. Like, I'm here to get help get you out. And like, we got to, we, he's like, he basically is like, I can run something that will help you like regain control control and then you mm. need to and 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 voss is like can, can't you just just shoot me just shoot me and eddie's like no man i'm a christian i can't do that <laughs> that does seem like isn't that what you would do isn't that what you would want to do or i guess there's no guarantee she would come back maybe yeah, i guess because she doesn't have well, control like, maybe at this point there's yeah. not a strong enough connection to her like old body or Self. something yeah maybe i buy that <laughs> sure sure um so he's like, no, I can't, I can't shoot you, but I'm going to help you get control. He's like, I, we're going to do a pulse analysis. You're not going to like this. And hooks him up to some machine. And it basically is like, I mean, we hear like his pulse, but the room is flashing from light to dark. And, and uh, in the light, it's Colin. In the dark, it's Voss. And we're seeing it like Ooh. flash back and forth. That's between cool. them and in the dark we then see like a figure coming out of a doorway like behind her behind Voss and it comes closer and we see that it is Colin and like each time it flashes back and forth he's like getting closer to her and then he like gets on top of her and starts strangling her so she like doesn't she can't move they're in some sort of like fugue state or something um and he starts to strangle her she's choking and coughing and then he takes his hands into the old eye sockets oh my god mushes her whole head no pulls her like head skin off <gasps> what the fuck pulls her skin onto his skin i'm what the fuck i'm thinking this is like a him taking control thing now and him, this is like a, his consciousness yes. doing this to her yeah this isn't happening in reality we see it keeps flashing back to the reality is it's just like colin's body laying there this is happening like in their minds where now kind of colin is taking control and this is like the spooky cover of the movie, the pulling this kind of like waxy looking skin mask over mm -hmm. his face. And then it kind of cuts through all these different scenes that we had seen Voss do, like standing outside her family home and like her in her um, hospital bed or whatever, the, the, the lab bed. So he is now seeing some of her memories so he's gonna fucking go after her now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <gasps> and then it cuts to all of a sudden colin sitting 
upright on the bed that he was previously laying down on and with a knife in his hand covered in blood. And we see that Eddie is dead. And I guess he killed him in that state. Um, but he's very... I it, Still, Voss and Colin are like battling for control. So Voss, I presume, is like, Eddie, no, no, no. Like, I need your help. I need your help. Um, and Eddie is, is totally dead. Um, and then we see that the other girl in the shower is also dead. And he basically like walks around the apartment kind of trying to figure out what's all happened. So it's kind of both of them now. Both of them are in the driver's seat ish. And, but I think this is where, I mean, this is the first time Colin is now seeing like, oh, I've killed this person and that person. And what the fuck am I going to do? And so he walks to Voss's house that he now has seen where it is, sees her son playing outside and walks up to him and is like, do you live here? Like, um, is your dad home? And we see Michael like come out and be like, Ira, come inside. Like, don't talk to that strange man. (laughs) And Ira goes back inside and we see Colin is smoking a, like an, this like e-cigarette thing that Voss had been smoking earlier. So we still like see that it is both of them. And also he speaks, a, he's starting to speak in a little bit of a British accent. Like it's, he's dipping in mm. and out of a British accent. And... Mm. Um, so he goes and knocks on the door at Michael's um, and says, I'm a friend of, friend of your wife's, I'm a friend of, uh, Voss. She wanted me to tell you something. Michael opens the door and, of course, Colin bursts in with his gun, like, pins Michael down to the table and is like, where is she? Where the fuck is she? Like, your fucking wife did this to me. Like, she ruined my life. And Michael has no idea what's going on. Michael is not privy yeah. to any of this information. This is, he cannot help <laughs> Colin. Um, but Colin doesn't know that. He's desperate. Some fucking lady has hijacked his brain. This is mm-hmm. his only lead. So he's holding the gun to his head, trying to get Voss to Voss. Uh, appear, reveal something yeah, reveal, from within his own head. And he's head. like, I'll uh-huh. fucking do it. I'll do it. And she kind of comes out and is like, go ahead. Like, <gasps> do it. Whoa. <laughs> she is fucking stone cold. She Jesus. loves murder. She loves murder. And they have this little brain conversation where he's like, he's like, you killed Ava. You killed my father-in-law. And she's like, I didn't do that. Like, that was you. You did that. <gasps> Whoa. And then he's like, if I kill him, like, will that be me or you? And she's like, I honestly don't know. And she's like, do it. If you got to do it, do it. In in this moment that they're having their little brain conversation of like, who's been in control at what moment? He, she's like, can you tell me that you... Like, can you positively say you weren't in control in that moment? He looks like not sure. Like, he did want to kill his stepfather or father-in-law or whatever. 
Um, and in this like moment of him being distracted, Michael swats the gun out of his hand, grab grabs the gun, points it at him, shoots him, misses, mm-hmm. and Colin grabs a butcher knife, a <gasps> oh, big no. big butcher knife, and swipes no. it at his. It cuts Michael's hand in half, like diagonally. <gasps> half of his palm like flies through the air it lands his fingers are like twitching on the ground no No. oh emily hates it no emily hates it it's bad it's bad um and then and then takes that butcher knife and brings it down on him over and over and over huge pool of blood again (sighs) um and Again, grabs the knife, trying to shoot himself, still can't do it, says, pull me out, pull me out. Voss is maybe getting, oh, that's the other thing is like Voss is maybe in control in that moment because then she's saying, pull me out, pull me out. (gasps) So she might have been killing Mm -hmm. her husband. Mm -hmm. And then, and then he can't pull a trigger. He can't do it. He like collapses back, leaning against um, the wall and it's like sitting there looking defeated and we see a little hand come up stab him right in the throat and okay Ira and he turns yeah he instantly turns and shoots and shoots little Ira right in the chest oh my god and Ira just stands there like in shock doesn't Aww. fall And then it's pretty clear that Voss is in control and she screams and shoots him a whole bunch more times. We see like Voss is, it's now we're seeing Voss do it and Voss goes "Ah," and shoots. Oh my God. Ira a bunch. And then they're both bleeding out on the floor. They're laying next to each other, facing each other. And we see Ira say, Pull me out. And then. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> and now that because you have to die to be pulled out, I think. Yeah. And so they both wake up and it's Jennifer Jason Lee next to Andrea Riseborough. So Jennifer Jason Lee went in to kill Colin, I guess. But I think okay. also knowing that she would have that the son would have he to would die. have to die yes she wanted yes. The, her family to be mm-hmm. dead so it wasn't <gasps> mm-hmm. oh my and god then, oh my and god then, um they wake up they go to run the test from the beginning voss doesn't seem super upset about what has just happened and okay run through the objects she says this was my grandfather's pipe and this was a butterfly i found when i was little i killed it and hung it in this case and omits the guilt part that we she said in the beginning i felt guilty and so i kept it and now she doesn't remember that and it ends with girder saying good very good <gasps> Oh so my she god! Has killed so her she's... empathy apparently, or gotten rid of the the old empathy. That's Is that the, the end? end. Oh, oh shit. my god! 
That's that's wild. That's that's a really good. That was a really good story. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I, it's visually really cool. There's a lot that I just can't even begin to explain what it would look like. But it's <laughs> it's very cool if you can stomach the very violent parts, which they are very violent. But yeah, at what point, Sammy, did you think that Henley <laughs> I mean, and I could watch true. this? It does start right with the stabbing, but I thought maybe. <sighs> Oh, this is the other thing I was going to say is that Evan, who did our Event Horizon episode, watched this before me and recommended it. And I said, do you think it's scary enough to do on the podcast? And he was like, definitely not. (laughs) Oh, my God, Evan. Evan is deranged. (laughs) I was like, I know that you're wrong. So I think we're going to do it. Well, without it, see, the thing about this movie is that it hits all the points of like, a thriller it's almost like minority Mm -hmm. report or inception or something like that Uh it just also includes extreme violence yeah i would say it's not it didn't seem in your retelling like scary like there's a difference i'm learning between a scary movie and a horror movie this is Mm -hmm. a horror movie it is horrifying i Mm -hmm. never want to see it but it doesn't seem like at any moment you would be scared right Mm-hmm. Unless what scares you is disgusting violence, which is what scares me. Yeah, or what scares you is getting your mind taken well, over. Right. The idea of it is else. scary for sure. But it's not like, you know, no mirror scares, right? No jump, no scares. jump scares. It's just like... No. It's yeah. just like, it's all like mood and atmosphere and this kind of disturbing. like... Disturbing. Yeah. Dystopian. This fucking, I don't know, that like spying on people through their webcams like, was really unsettling to me because I feel like that's we're getting there Oof. well it's just having no privacy it's like it's like taking the idea of having no privacy to the absolute extreme yeah. to the extent that like someone can actually be in your brain mm. yeah it's, it's like horrifying terrifying. in the same way that like like I found Ex Machina to be one of the scariest right. movies well, I've ever like seen because it yeah the the mm. I, it mentally stuck with me for so long, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like, I mean, it was a little bit scary. It's like unnerving to watch, but it's not like a scary movie, but it is like upsetting. And there's also a difference, I think, between scary and terrifying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like scary mm-hmm. to me is like, oh, I'm scared. As opposed to like, oh, <laughs> like I'm so, like dread, yeah. you know? Yeah. Dread. Or just like deep, it's what Evan Evan keeps coming up, but it's like what he described. It's feeling like it's absolutely like a piece of shit afterwards. Yeah, like horrible about yeah, the I world. I think what's interesting about this one is how it's it's unclear who's in control at any given moment, and so it's like yeah. both of them are using the other as an excuse to kind of execute their like deepest, most violent fantasies which is like you know this like aspect of like everyone having this kind of like violent Mm -hmm. urges deep down Ooh, it's just creepy oh it sounds honestly really good and cool i'll never want to see it at all but that's pretty cool yeah the flashing between night and day really stuck with me that's a cool visual cue it was very interesting I'd say that was the only yeah. part. Being, I know, man. yeah, he did actually survive, but he doesn't come back. 
doesn't come doesn't yeah, come back. Not, he doesn't fare no. well. No, no, I wouldn't want to survive <laughs> that. No. That doesn't sound like something you want to have to and recover And you don't from. even know that your only surviving child wanted you dead to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oof, mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. I'm curious to yeah. see the uncut version because I feel like I uncut. can't imagine. Maybe this. <laughs> uncut and unrated. Whoa. That was, no, that was a really good story. And it also didn't, it didn't have... It just hit all the beats of the story. It didn't have like an extra like 30 minute block of stuff happen that didn't really yeah. need to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me want to watch like fucking Minority Report mm-hmm. or a movie that I can right. watch mm-hmm. that <laughs> feels yeah, it's like super. Like it's definitely like psychological sci-fi thriller horror. It's like not just a horror. It's got a lot of different um, genre elements in there, which is fun i i do i i yeah i recommend it to anyone who can stomach violence (laughs) (laughs) oh my god well thank you so much sammy you love you so much joy to joy to be back it made me very hippie very Very hippie hippie. we're very hippie (laughs) hippie (laughs) hippie to have you sammy um and oh oh this episode comes out after thanksgiving Hope everybody stayed safe for Thanksgiving. Hope you all stayed safe and ate some good food or felt, you know, did what you could do. It's weird, man. It's hope weird. You, hope you Super treated weird. yourselves in some way. Yeah. I'm making two pies for two people total. Because <laughs> we what couldn't kind of pies pick are you making? one. Pumpkin and pecan. Ooh, yeah. Because it's like you can't really do without pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving is how I feel. But I also like. I want a pecan pie. Uh-huh. So it's it's that. just going to be me and Joel. But I was like, is it crazy if I make two pies? Like, oh. <laughs> no. So, no, you know. no, you can have pies for leftovers for days. By the time this comes out, maybe I'll have really regretted that decision. But it, right now, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for you. Thank you. I want some pie. Mm. Um, Should we say goodbye in the Queen's English? <laughs> Yes. yes. I'm going to watch so many videos yes. of that as soon as we hang up this call. I can't wait. From all of us How does here. It go? <laughs> all, of, all of us. All of us here. 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 here, here at Too Scary. Oh, God. Too Scary. Didn't, didn't, didn't watch. Didn't watch. Goodbye. 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 I don't. Goodbye. Oh, man. Is that was all bad. I can say. Is, we'll work hippie. on it. We'll work on it. Hippie, hippie. goodbye. Hippie, hippie goodbye. Hippie. Good hippie bye. <laughs> goodbye, hippie. <laughs> goodbye, hippie. <laughs> goodbye, hippie. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Hi, friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. Since this recording, I have been informed that an additional moment in the uncut version of this film shows Colin not only gouging Sean Bean's eye out but also ripping out his teeth. So, although Sean Bean technically survived, I feel like Possessor still one-upped some of his other on-screen deaths. Impressive. If you enjoyed the episode, or if you enjoy the podcast, why not let us know by writing us a review? Rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts helps boost the visibility of our podcast and also makes us feel really good. You can also make us feel really good by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash tsdwpodcast or by following us on Instagram or Twitter at tsdwpodcast. Next week's movie will be Wreck, if you want to watch beforehand. I don't know about you guys, but nothing gets me in the holiday spirit quite like some found footage horror. 
Till next week, we love you all, and you make us so very happy.